Welcome everyone, it's Michelle. Michelle Julian, your goddess guide. I wanted to just let you know that this interview is about quantum leaping your life. And as goddesses, we are always in the process of this leap of being and becoming that version that you already are. It's just about how each vibration of who you are and how you want to be in the world. So we talked about this before and we talk about this on the episode with Jennifer Blanchard because it's all about acting as if, which is a being state. It's being is the key to start feeling who you want to be. This is how quantum leaping works. This process is be, do, have. You already have the identity of the version of you. Everything you want is available to right now. It's all about feeling into that desire of that becoming state and then being that version of yourself who has those things in order to bring them into your life. And we go into some really practical stories that you can see how this actually does work, and you're probably already tapping into it. Because we all have an identity of how we see ourselves. And we know that these are about belief systems that we hold on to that are tied to your actions. And it's your standards and your boundaries and your personality, and this is the way you carry yourself. And it's also your attitude and your worldview. So you might have this old belief system when you were growing up that maybe you were too much or that you needed to play small. So you can change that at any time. You can let go of those identities you had created back based on what you experienced during your childhood. You can recreate the identity you actually desire to have. You can be this version of yourself. Enjoy this episode. And remember, your activation is my activation. Your being goddess state is always within reach. It's a state of activating the next version of you that's always wanting to show up. It's pivoting out of the imposter syndrome, head on, eyes open, even within the darkness of this major uprising. Welcome to the rise of the Goddess Collective. I am your host, Michelle Julian, your goddess guide.
Welcome to the Rise of the Goddess Collective podcast. I am your host, Michelle Julian, your goddess guide. I am so, so excited. Today, we are talking to Jennifer, Jennifer Blanchard. She is a best-selling author and screenwriter. And we were just talking earlier. She also, I believe, has her degree in being a journalist. So that's why this book is so amazing, I think. (laughs) It's very well written and very concise and to the point. And it really, really helps you figure out how to do the most important thing as goddesses is quantum leaping. So she translates the woo-woo into spiritual concepts, into practical life applications. Because as goddesses, we know we already are wise and we can activate, but what do we really need? We need the practical life application. And that's why I was so attracted to Jennifer because I'm a Capricorn, I'm a manifesting generator, and I'm very practical. And I am multi-passionate and I can do multiple things at multiple times. And Jennifer is probably in some ways that kind of personality too, but she's very good at explaining how you not only can learn how to manifest, but actually put it in to application. Because if we're not taking the action, we can blah, blah, blah all day long say, I want to be rich. I want to be popular. I want this. I want a man. I want a house. And be like saying this, but then if we don't take the action steps, it's not going to actually happen. So with that being said, she also is the host of the and life podcast. She has an authored, she has authored more than a dozen books, including several works of fiction, and is a co-author of the book Miracle Festing. Miracle Festing. I love that. I gotta get that book too. So <laughs> she um her blog was named one of the top 10 greatest writing blogs of the decade by Positive Writer and her screenplay, The Rules, which I haven't seen, which I totally want to see that, The Rules placed on a semi-finalist in the stage 32 rom-com, love rom-coms, script contest 2019. Right? Oh my God, the world has changed, but we can still quantum leap in the midst of post pandemic. I think you probably quantum leaped even during the pandemic as well, right? You get to settle in and settle down and figure out and take action steps and have clarity. So Jennifer, Jennifer, thank you so much for being here on the Rise of the Goddess Collective podcast. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Do you hear your short, concise story of how you got started with this whole journey of being a writer and also 
you know, directing, like, what was that like for you? Um, yeah, so I started as a writer, like you said, I went to college for journalism, so that's where it started, and I always loved writing. It probably started way before that, really, because I, I was writing fiction as a kid and stuff like that, but um, to take it seriously and to be like, this is what I'm going to do for a career, definitely started in college, and uh, that was quite a few years ago, <laughs> so um but since then, yeah, I've been writing a lot of books. Like you said, I write screenplays. Um, haven't had any produced yet, but working on it um, for sure. Actually, I, what I usually do is I write the screenplay and then I turn it into a novel. So you can read the novel while the screenplay is, you know, getting out there and, and trying to find a home. So that's been really fun as well. Uh, but my journey to the topics of the books that you were talking about, Quantum Leap Your Life, really was well, like everybody started when I watched the movie, The Secret, which I'm sure a lot of people can you know, relate to that. Like they saw it and thought I can have anything, I can do anything. And that was kind of what happened for me. And this was back in 2008. So it was a while ago. Uh, but I just remember thinking like, man, I, this, this just felt like something that I needed to dive deeper into. And so I spent a lot of years just learning about it and reading tons of books and following people that I felt did a really good job of explaining it themselves. And as I did all of that, I decided that like, I was going to start trying it in my own life and like implementing different things and just kind of experimenting, like, will this work? And, and as I did that, I, I started to try it on bigger things. So the smaller things would work, you know, like, oh, free cup of coffee or getting a parking space in, in front of the Starbucks on the busy Saturday. And I thought, well, if I can do that with the little things, can I do it with the big things? And what actually brought me to writing these books is that I manifested a divorce from a very unaligned marriage. And when that happened, I remember sitting there the day that it happened, the day that it came through or he was like asking me for a divorce. And I thought, oh my God, it worked. Like what I did worked um, that I thought, well, there's a process to this that I've literally been using my entire life. I just didn't know what to call it or how to explain it, you know? And once I went through that, it made a lot more sense to me of how I was using it all this time. And so then I started to write books about it and, and put it into specific words that would be helpful to other people as well. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the thing is, is what I love so many things about, I love with what you have in this book, but is you explaining how, how, when you're doing this process of talking with the universe, right? There's, there's, ways that we can prohibit from them, from the things that we want to work. And in the book, you really kind of talk about that and how you can ask yourself to get the clarity of like, what, what are you willing to have, right? Because when you're willing to have those things, you have to also consider the other obstacles that might come along the way for wanting what you're desiring to quantum leap. Can you expand on that for on just to share it, a personal story that you can expand on that? Yeah. So I, what you're referring to is the idea of having it all, right? So right. if you want something, you have to be willing to take the thing you want along with whatever else might come with it. And so um, this 
pastor that I follow, Michael Todd, he talks about it. He calls it the backside of the blessing where it's like, you have the blessing and then you have the backside of it, which means there's other things that come along with it potentially. And so like just several examples would be like, you want a dream lake house, but you also have to want the fact that it could potentially get flooded. Like because it's on the water and there's always a chance that the, the water could be coming up over the banks and flood and, you know, stuff like that, or you want the dream relationship and the dream man, but you also have to accept that he may have some really bad habits you don't like, or he may, you know, do certain things that you don't necessarily love, but it's a part of the package, right? So it's being honest with yourself about what you want. And then also being willing to accept that there are things that may come with it that maybe are not necessarily your favorite thing, but are you willing to accept them anyway, right? Are you willing to take it anyway? Like in the example of the guy, like, you know, maybe he doesn't do the dishes ever, or he leaves his, you know, clothes all over the floor. It's like, are you willing to accept that you get this dream relationship and this dream person, but you also might have to pick up his clothes off the floor, you know, or deal with that situation. So um, it's, it's being willing to have both. And if you're willing to have both, then you can have the thing that you want. But if you're not, then a lot of times we energetically protect ourselves from receiving the thing because we're not willing to deal with those potential downsides or those potential blessing backsides. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. So when we're, we're kind of going through this process and when you are reading this book, you really kind of guide people step-by-step. Step. You know, first you need to get the clarity and you give the practical application of that and you explain about the desires and the beliefs and then the feelings and then the intentions and then the actions and you really, you know, kind of play out in, in, in your chapter about this. So, you know, when you were writing this book, did you have a vision of actually creating this, what you call a decision, a decision chart. Yeah, actually I made the decision chart like before I ever even thought to write this book, it was more just something. So I have a TikTok channel and a lot of the things that people ask me on there is how do I know what I want? Like, how am I, how do I get clear on what I want? Cause I think a lot of times either we don't know what we want, or it's more that we're not willing to admit it to ourselves because we're afraid we can't have it. Or we're willing, we're not willing to really go for the actual thing that we want because we think, well, it's too big or it's too crazy or out there. And so I might as well just be more realistic. And, and so it's like helping to get clear on that. And so I, I made this decision chart kind of showing like, what does it look like when you're completely all in on something and when you have split energy and split energy just means that you're not fully backing the thing that you want in all the ways, like you're not thinking the thoughts, the feelings, the beliefs, and then the actions that tie into you having that thing. And, and that's really what the quantum leap is, is if you're uh, at hundred percent on all of those things in the decision chart, meaning you're doing the thoughts, the beliefs, the feelings, the emotions, like all the, the actions, then you will be at a place where you can start to see those changes and see those things showing up in your life, because that's what it requires. But if you're not doing that stuff, which a lot of people will do like, oh, they'll think the thoughts or they'll, you know, have the beliefs, but they won't take the actions because they're afraid if they take the actions and they don't work then they're wasting their time or they're going to look foolish or they're going to fail. And so they're not really fully backing that thing that they want. And mm -hmm. so that's one of the key things, right? Is making sure that you're, you're backing it fully in all of the different areas. And if you do that, that's when, you know, you can really make that quantum leap in, in any area that you desire to. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I just want to read this little part that it's on page five and it really, really just 
totally resonated with me because I have for many, many years understood the law of attraction and manifesting. And we talked about this right before, you know, we went live on, on the podcast is that I basically believe in vi- vibration, like your energy, we all are energy. And if your vibration is emanating, you know, scarcity, overwhelm, and, um, you know, just negative, you know, negative, I call them negative thought patterns, you know, it doesn't mean that we're, this is very important too, that my audience understands when we're talking about vibrational matching and energy, we're not talking about spiritually bypassing the shadow. Now we all have a shadow part of ourselves, which is self-doubt limiting beliefs, those are always going to coexist together, right? So it's important for you to understand that this is not the culture of just be positive, right? That positivity culture is bypassing the other elements of us as human beings, right? We're human beings, we're not machines. We're actually a spiritual being having a spiritual experience that is positive and scary <laughs> at the same time, right? They exist. Yep. It's basically called duality. So what I want to do is read on you know page number five in the quantum leaf your life is become a vibrational match. Is it okay if I read this? Sure. Yeah. Okay. It has been proven by science that everything is made of energy, including you, your thoughts, beliefs, emotions, and actions. It may seem like you have a physical body or physical items surrounding you. It may seem like things you see in your world are solid matter, but at a molecular level, everything that looks solid is still made of energy. And because it's made of energy, that means it's also vibrating. This is known as the law of vibration. Everything made of energy vibrates, which means everything, including you, has a vibrational frequency. That frequency either attracts or repels things. Based on like vibration, this is known as the law of attraction. Now, one week later, after reading your book, Quantum Leap, I reached out to a local entrepreneur right down the street from my home office, and we had a conversation, and I had this thought in my head that this woman was someone, the the type of woman that I wanted to align myself with. Because vibrationally, she was emanating a certain energy of wellness and health and optimistic attitude, right? We've all been having a lot of upheaval during our businesses during the pandemic. And we could really spiral down into a lot of 
negative thoughts and overwhelm. And I think so, at some times we all have been going through that. But it's important to know because of the duality of life that that can coexist, but that does not have to take on our future, right? So what happened was I met her, her and I started talking and she immediately said to me, oh my God, all the things that you do with your clients, my clients want. I don't feel like we're competing at all. I feel like you're going to bring positivity and the right things that my clients aren't getting from me or the other people that are actually here teaching. So she has like a core conditioning class and a lot of her clients need stretching and foam rolling. And that's my expertise because that's what I do in the Julian method way. So that's just a perfect example of the law of vibration. And I wanted to share that with the audience and also just kind of read a little bit um, from one of your um, chapters, just kind of like looking at how this is not something that you would consider as woo-woo, right? This is like science, right? Yeah. So I'd love for you to just kind of talk about how you learned how this was not only applied in your own life, but all the other people that you um, have worked with, with your um, own coaching, because you had mentioned that you have done some coaching. So um, if you could just share some stories of that, that would be fantastic for the audience to hear. Yeah. yeah. So um, stories of manifesting something, you mean, or? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, totally. So I shared this one in the book actually, but um, it's one of my favorites because it's, it proves the idea that like in the quantum, every single possibility exists right now. And mm -hmm. that means good possibilities, bad possibilities, like everything all, all at the same time, it's always existing. And so you get to choose which sliver of that you want for yourself, right? Which possibility, which reality do you desire to see have, have mm -hmm. happen and have come true? And if you truly do that and you truly fully back that and fully believe it and go all in on it and don't allow anything to take you kind of out of that, mm -hmm. you will get that reality or something even better. So mm -hmm. the example is I I've been divorced since 2019, mm -hmm. but my ex-husband and I have been tied together financially because I had some business tax debt. So basically this was back when we were still married we had an accountant who wasn't very good at his job. And he didn't tell us that if you are married and one of the spouses owns a business, you should be filing married, but separate so that the taxes stay with the, the spouse whose business ha has the, you know, the business. And then the other spouse wouldn't be tied to them, mm -hmm. but he didn't tell us that. So we mm -hmm. always filed married. And so because of that, the taxes became his problem as well. Now, obviously we got divorced. So you can see how that would cause uh, some animosity, right? because he doesn't want to be tied to my tax debt and yeah. he has a job. So every time he gets a refund from his job, they take it away from him to pay my tax debt because he's tied mm -hmm. to it. So it's been a whole situation for a very long time. And mm -hmm. I just always believed that there was a way out of this situation. I didn't know how or like what it was going to be. I just always believed there would be a solution of some kind. And that was what I chose. And of course I took the action of like talking to lawyers and talking to a, a tax accountants and digging into research of like, are there forms you can fill out? Is there something you can do? And 
we had found some stuff. So a couple, like two years ago, we found this thing called the innocent spouse form. And basically, supposedly it's supposed to be like if a spouse lied about their taxes and, and didn't pay something and now the other spouse is liable for it. But in mm -hmm. our case, it was like, well, let's just see if we can make this a thing because we're, we got divorced. I have tax debt, whatever. Mm -hmm. So we filled it out. We submitted it. Didn't hear anything for a year and a half. And at that point, like, obviously we were thinking this is not going to happen, but I just kept believing like, if it's not this, something else will happen instead. And mm -hmm. it was very hard to do that because he is a super negative person. He doesn't tend to believe that anything is going to work in his favor. And so it was, it was a challenge, right? But I just continued to affirm for myself and I would thank the universe in advance all the time for it working out for us. And so I talked to tax accountants and lawyers and they all told me you're dreaming. This is never going to happen. They're never going to take him off your tax debt. Like there's no way I've never seen it happen in my X amount of years of being a lawyer. And you know, it's just not going to happen, but I didn't care what they said. I was like, okay. I mean, I, I went to do the due diligence of getting the information, but I decided, well, I'm not going to agree with that. Like, I don't agree with that. I'm going to manifest that this works out for us. And so I just kept choosing that, kept choosing that reality over and over again, even when everything around me said that's not going to happen. And earlier this year, I got a letter from the IRS that said that they are going to grant my spouse full relief from my tax debt. And it, it gives me chills when I say it, because it was like, it was one of those times where I just fully backed this choice and fully backed this reality and was not willing to accept anything else. And yeah, like I said, there were things that popped up where I could have gone down that, that path and believed what the lawyer said and believed what the tax accountant said, but I didn't do that. I just continued to affirm and believe what I wanted to be true. Mm -hmm. And then it became true. So now our taxes have been separated. He's no longer a liable for my tax debt. And I have that being taken care of myself now. And it's just, it's made a huge difference, not only in like the fact that now I don't have to be tied to him in any way anymore, but also there is no more animosity between us because this has been taken care of and we can just go our separate ways and be at peace mm -hmm. and it's all good. So, I mean, it's really about knowing that all the possibilities always exist and choosing the one that you want and then backing it with your thoughts, your beliefs, your feelings, and your actions, no matter what else is going on around you. So not being circumstantial, but holding personal power around what it is you truly desire. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's the choice. It's a choice to feel into what you desire, right? And then taking the right aligned actions yep. to receive what you desire. Yep. And we're always going to have, as you talk about, thought patterns that are going to challenge us in what we desire. And it's all about staying true to knowing what you want. Yeah. And so yeah. that is such a great, great example of that. And well, also the duality, knowing that the other possibilities do exist still, right? So me getting this outcome doesn't change the fact that those lawyers never had this outcome for themselves and never got a client this outcome, you know, like, because for them, their belief was that it's not possible and it's not going to happen. And so that was, the outcome that they received. Right. But I chose something different. And so I really want to email them and be like, Hey, by the way, <laughs> and tell them the outcome that I got. But, uh, you know what I'm saying though? It's like, it's yeah. trusting in the, the reality that you desire. And also knowing that all these other realities will still coexist at the exact same time. You just don't have to buy into them. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think that that's the powerful component of the belief system 
is that there is this duality, but if you stay true to your desire, yep. then you will receive yep. no matter what, right? Yep. I remember that feeling. I remember that feeling a long time ago when I was going to buy my own townhouse. Now I was a single parent. My daughter was in boarding school at the time. And I was an entrepreneur. I had my own business. So we all know that, you know, all those elements would be potential obstacles in buying a home because of, you know, not um, having your typical scenario of, okay, you know, I'm married, I've got the money in the bank and I know exactly what I want. But the W-2. Right, exactly. So I decided that this was the house that I wanted. And I decided that I was going to have that house no matter what it took. That's what I decided. Yep. And once I made that decision and took the action steps, because what you have to do, which you talk about this in the book, is you need to align to what you desire, yep. right? Even though the reality could be, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah. And a lot of times that's how the reality will look. And so it's, it's knowing that and being okay with it and just choosing what you want anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So let's talk about how you actually have created, and you talk a little, little about this um, in the book, is a daily mindset practice. Because I love this because I think people, you know, forget that component that when we are desiring and wanting to become what we desire, we sometimes feel like, well, I did all the things and for some reason, it doesn't seem to be working. Yeah. So let's talk about that, yeah. what you talk about in the book. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, it's really about cultivating staying power, right? Because it's easy to believe in something for a couple of weeks or a few days, but as the months go on, as the years go on, sometimes it can, it can be wearing on you, right? Cause you feel like, oh, maybe it's never going to happen. It's been this many years or this many months. And so it's creating that staying power. And the way to do that is with a mindset practice. It's every day working on your mindset. So reaffirming that truth for yourself and those beliefs and all that. So for a mindset practice, there's three parts that I always recommend. The first part is clearing. So this is basically getting rid of the mental clutter because we all have that. We all hear tons of stuff all day from other people and society and just things that have been programmed into our minds from you know our growing up years and all of that. So it's clearing that stuff out first, right? So my favorite way to do that is freestyle journaling. Literally just write whatever is on your mind for at least one page, just get it out. Like it's like anything, vomit on the paper, you know? So whatever comes out, comes out. It doesn't matter what it is. You're not looking at it, judging it. You're just writing whatever comes out. Get the noise out of your head. That in itself sometimes is enough to clear the way for the ideas and downloads and nudges, the, the action steps for the things that you desire to have. But it's getting rid of that clutter. And then the second part is reaffirming the truth, right? So reaffirming the things that you want to decide for yourself, the things you're claiming for yourself, the truth that you want to have, the reality you're creating. 
it's reaffirming that. And you can do that in a lot of different ways. So one of my favorites is to write it out. So you're literally writing, I am, or I have statements as in like, you're claiming this for yourself. I am successful. I am wealthy. I am having the body I desire, whatever it is for you. It's reaffirming that for yourself, right? Resetting to truth. And then you're feeling it. So the third part is feel it, which is really when you're going to combine that intention with emotion, because emotion is what moves energy. And so it's all fine to write things down, but like, if you're not attaching that to some kind of emotion, it's not going to do a whole lot for you. So it's about now that you know what you want and you've, you've created the intentions and you've written it out and you're claiming it for yourself. Now, how can you feel as if that stuff is already true right now? And there are a few ways to do this as well, obviously. Uh, one is to just in general, find ways to feel good. So anything that you can do that feels good to you, that works, right? That makes you a match to the things you desire to have because the things you desire to have are on that feel good frequency, right? Because we want these things because we think by having this, I'm going to feel better. I'm going to have this emotion. I'm going to feel really good. And so that's what it is, right? Feeling good is the point of it, but it's also the path to get there. So if you can find a way to tap into that feeling good, that's matching the vibration as we were talking about before of the thing that you want. And if you're not sure what the specific emotions would be, you can just go for feeling good in general. But if you are clear on like, well, if I had a lot of money, I would feel at peace or I would feel freedom. Then you could also tap into those specific emotions and look for yourself. Well, where in my life do I already feel those emotions? And how can I spend more time in that? So whether it's like, I think the example I use in the book is my, my bedroom closet. So peace of mind, right? How do I want to feel peace of mind? My bedroom closet makes me feel peace of mind because it's so organized and neat and just like orderly, but it feels so good to just be in there and see it and just be like with all the chaos of my day and my life to be in this peaceful little spot for even five minutes a day just feels so good, right? It just creates that feeling of peace. So it's looking at stuff like that, right? Where do you already have those emotions in your life and how can you spend more time with that? And then what else can you bring into your life that will create those emotions for you? So maybe there's, if it's organization as an example that creates peace, well, can you apply that to other areas of your house? So the whole house is peaceful. Um, or visualizing, like visualizing is obviously a go-to for a lot of spiritual people is can I visualize myself doing things or experiencing these emotions so that I can bring them into my body now as if it's already true. And when you do that, you're being a vibrational match to what you want. Love it. I love that. It's so, so dead on true because when I feel stuck in what I desire and have a feeling of heaviness, what I do is I actually get on my bike and go for a bike ride. Yes. And the reason why bike riding for me has that feel good feeling is because that's when I actually had one of my own breakthroughs when I was riding my bike. And some people would think, well, that wasn't really a breakthrough. That was an actual scary thing that happened to you, Michelle. <laughs> but it actually was a breakthrough and it's going to be in my book. And I'm, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a cliffhanger. I'm not going to get into it now, but basically going onto my bike resets and activates my power within of anything is possible because you are still here on this planet earth alive 
at 63 going on 64 yep. in January. <laughs> so that is that feel good energy. So I totally, totally resonate with that. This is just such a juicy conversation. And this book is just so good. There's so much wisdom in here and practical, remember practical application, <laughs> because that's what we all really need. We really need yeah. to be practical and, and simplify our lives because the world is very complicated and it can be very distracting. Yeah. So love to know, like, how do you like really unplug from the distractive chaotic world share with the audience how you do what you do <laughs> yeah I mean the biggest things for me as far as like blocking everything out with it's going on or like chaos or that kind of stuff is um obviously having some kind of a movement practice like you were saying your bike like I like to go on the treadmill or I do yoga I actually just recently took up boxing so um <laughs> so that's a that's been fun and and something that I was interested in and just thought, well, I'm just going to give it a try. And, you know, that moving of the energy, I think helps a lot to just keep you kind of focused and, and, and doing the things, you know, you're meant to be doing tapping back into your vision. So knowing where you're heading and what your vision is for your life or your business or whatever area you're wanting to quantum leap in, and then just reminding yourself of it over and over again, because if you are clear on your vision and you see it every day, it's easier to know this action over here is not going to align with this vision. And I can just not even bother doing that. Right. Or I can stop doing this thing or this bad habit because it's not going to get me this vision. This is kind of like a roadmap, right. For getting the thing that you want. And then the other thing is just like, I like to just hang out with my dog. I love to watch movies because obviously I'm a writer and that's storyteller. So that's one of my number one things. Love movies, love reading novels, love reading books uh, and music, just put on the music and just distract myself from everything else. And just like either write or just work on the stuff I have going on. And um, yeah, that, those are my biggest ways. Mm -hmm. Meditation as well. That's another good one that, that I use very often. It's wonderful. It's just wonderful to hear that people can do this, that they can practice this self-awareness of fine tuning what it is they want in their lives. It's just about putting it in to practical application and, you know, really trusting that it's possible, right? There's that trust factor and surrendering. You kind of talk about that as well in the book, surrendering to divine timing. It's so funny because one of my coaches used to always say to me, in divine timing, it will happen. And it used to really kind of bug me <laughs> with you because I'd be like, if she used that word, divine timing again on me because the Capricorn in me can have this very you know like it's got to get done it's got to get done now because I'm I'm type a personality and yeah. you know being a single parent too I had to get you done really quick yeah. <laughs> but my daughter now she's older so I don't have to you know put that into my equation anymore she does get a lot of shit done actually she's married she's got a you know a beautiful son I'm a Mimi now to my amazing Wyatt but let's talk about divine timing and how you talk about it in the book yeah yeah so I mean divine timing is really the idea that the universe knows better the timeline for something happening than we do right so in our human mind 
we just want things to happen quickly. And especially these days, our society is very instant gratification. So it's like, if it doesn't happen quickly, it's probably not going to happen. I'm not going to believe in it long enough. I'm not going to hold out, you know, et cetera. So, um, but to me, it, the, the universe doesn't operate on the time that we created, right? Humans created time as a way of being able to find each other in the world, right? Because if we had no time, you couldn't say, meet me here at noon. No one would know what that means, right? So like we had to have time. It helps us to, to actually live our lives and enjoy our lives. But the universe doesn't operate that way. The universe doesn't understand when you say, I need something by tomorrow at three o'clock. Like the universe is like, that doesn't compute. I don't understand. So rather than trying to force the timing you think something should happen in, it's giving yourself permission to let the universe take care of that part, right? And knowing that the universe's time is usually a lot faster than ours is. It's just that we don't see that because we think, oh, it should take X amount of time for something to happen, right? Like it might, it must take six months for this, but the universe is like, okay, I mean, I could do it by tomorrow, but like six months, okay, that's great. Like whatever you think. So we actually put those barriers on it by saying it has to take a certain amount of time. Like I'm going to start, you know, I'm going to exercise and change my body. And in the next 12 months, I'm going to be fit again. It's like, great, but you could be fit by next month, even if you, if you just like stop putting the time on it. So, um, so to me, divine timing is like trusting that the universe has a, a perfect time frame for everything. And if you just believe that and give yourself permission to not try to force things like, cause the other thing is when it, we say, oh, six months. And then if, cause this is a common thing, especially for writers. So like we're talking about writing, I'm going to write a book and I'm going to publish it. But if I don't sell a certain amount of copies and then first six months, then I'm not going to do it ever, ever again. Or if I'm not done with this book by the end of the year, then I'm not even bothering. Like, so we put these artificial timeframes on stuff where it's like, okay, but maybe in seven months, the universe was going to have somebody find your book and they have a huge following and they're going to tell their following about it. And everybody's going to start buying your book, but you said six months and you know, you didn't wait long enough. So it's like, it's just knowing that like the timing doesn't have to be figured out by you. If you know what you want and you're fully committed to getting it, the time doesn't matter. And it's enjoy the journey in the process. And in the meantime, and just know that the universe is on it, right? The universe is working on it, making it happen in perfect timing. So like when I was manifesting my divorce, it was about six months from when I did my little statement. And I talked about this in my, my other book. So um, I won't go into it too much, but basically I wasn't sure if this was the right relationship. I didn't know what to do. I didn't want to keep trying to figure it out. And so I just surrendered it to the universe and asked the universe to decide for me. And I said, if it's the right relationship, I trust it'll change in some way and become what I want. And if it's not, I ask him to break up with me so that I know that was the right outcome. Well, six months goes by, not a single thing happened, nothing other than me just changing my internal feeling state. Like I was feeling amazing. I had been doing a lot of stuff that felt good to me. So like, that was awesome, but nothing had changed in my physical reality. And it was the end of the year, Christmas time. We had come home to visit my family for Christmas. And I was just thinking like, is this going to work? You know? And so most people would just give up and be like, well, it's never going to work. But I just decided, no, in January, I'm reaffirming that this is what I've asked for. And I don't know what the outcome is going to be, but I'm trusting and I'm just going to keep trusting. Well, eight days into January, he asked me for a divorce. And it wasn't like, it, it was a very out of the blue thing as well, because it's not like we were fighting or like anything bad had been going on. It was none of that. It was literally just one morning we both woke up. He was having a cup of coffee. He sat down across and I had just done my mindset practice. So I was in a really good emotional state. And he just sat down and said, I don't know how to say this, but I want a divorce. And I remember thinking, oh my God, it worked. I got what I asked for, which was the universe deciding for me what was right for this relationship. And if I had given up in December, if I had said, oh, this isn't working, it's not going to happen. Nothing's been happening. 
then I would probably still be in that relationship, right? And still be stuck in that life. It just was not the right life for me. So our timing is always wrong. <laughs> like it's always wrong. Like we don't ever have to try to figure that part out. So just let the universe do that part. Trust that it's always working in your favor. Trust that if it's the right time, it will happen. And if it's not happening yet, then there's probably more things that need to be aligned or that need to be rearranged or anything like that. Because that's the other thing we forget about is that things have to be rearranged in the universe for us to get what we want sometimes, especially if what we want is very different from what we have right now. And so give the universe a chance to do that for you, right? To change things around, to rearrange things and get you exactly what you're asking for. I love it. I love, love everything you said. <laughs> and everybody has to get this book because it's so practical and it's so concrete and it's really a very, very fast read people. It's, um, let's see, how many pages is it total? Yeah, I not, like a hundred and something, hundred, like a hundred. So yeah, it's, like a, it's a very concise, it's a concise process of quantum leaping and including law of attraction, law of vibration and all of the things, but the practical application of the process is really like the difference between like the secret and so many other books that have written on this topic, I will just tell you, I don't think I told you this earlier, but I am a personal development junkie. Okay. I, you can imagine I'm like 60 and then beyond. I have been working on learning to evolve and to ascend since I was, I would have to say 23 because I got married and divorced when I was 20, I think it was 24 or 25. I can't remember exactly the, the year, but my daughter was 18 months old when I got divorced. I manifested the wrong guy for me long-term, but manifested the right person to have my child, yeah. right? So I have read a lot of books, I've taken a lot of courses and then some <laughs> can't wait to kind of like share, you know, more of like what I've learned in my own journey of writing and what I'd love, love for you to do just to kind of talk about this before we end, because we could talk, we could yeah, talk forever. for like another hour <laughs> yeah. about this juicy stuff, because it's, it's kind of the stuff that I like live for and breathe. Um, so Let's just talk about at the end of your book on page 91, you talk about the process of how to use the four truths of surrender in your daily life. Can you just give us a quick synopsis of that so people, the readers can, can be like even more tempted to buy your book? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So those are something I came up with for when I, my other book that I wrote and it kind of just came from the things that I in my own life have decided are, are true and, and all of that. And so if I find myself wavering or feeling like I can't, can't fully get behind something, or I'm starting to worry about the timing of something, then I will, uh, pull those back out for myself. And I will remember to remind myself of those things because it is important to have something that you can go back to that kind of grounds you. Right. So this is just an example and you can use this, or you could use your own version of it. 
But the idea is there are four things that I kind of believe around surrendering and, and, and all of that. So one is that the universe is on it the second you ask for it, right? So like you ask for it and the universe is on it. The universe is working on it. It's already in play. It's already happening. It's happening now, right? Because I think a lot of times we ask for something or we want something, but then we're like, is anything happening? We're constantly looking around trying to figure out if anything's happening, but it is, it's happening. The universe is on it. It's working better than you think it is, even when you think it's not right. Cause that's, that's the thing is like a lot of times we think it's not working. And so we have to remind ourselves it's working better than I think it is, especially when I think it's not working. Right. Because that's huge. It's, it's important to, to remember that and to remember that, you know, everything is always working. The universe is always in your favor and that you don't have anything to, to worry about. You know, it's, it's, it's all in perfect timing. It's always working for you and you don't have to try to figure anything out. It's just that trust and that, that continuing forward, no matter what happens. So, um, so yeah, but like I said, you don't have to use my four truths. You can use other ones that you feel are more true for, I think the biggest thing is finding some sort of truths that you can ground yourself in. So when you do find yourself feeling like things aren't working, feeling like it's taking too long, that you can kind of tap back into these truths for yourself and remind yourself, oh yeah, that's right. The universe is on it. The second that I ask for it, it's always working in my favor, even when I think it's not and like, you know, et cetera. So that's what I would say with that. I love it. That I feel is concise and it's a very quick, short practice that anybody can really integrate into their daily routine because that's the one thing that I find a lot of my clients will get into this overwhelm. Like I don't even have time to, to do like basic stretching because, you know, I've got the kids and I've got the food, the meal planning, and then I've got my job. But if you give something to someone that's simple, like a simple list, one, two, three, they can take that one, two, three, you can post it, you know, on your refrigerator, you can post it on your computer, wherever you like are looking, you know, like even on the bathroom window, I tell people to be on that, you know, as you're brushing your teeth, you can actually just balance on one foot to strengthen your right glute. You know what I mean? Even people like they call it stacking habits, you know, on top of each other that can help you propel that new habit into your everyday life. So I really, really resonate with that. I think that's such a great, great tool. And um, before we end our podcast, I just want to ask you, is there anything that's kind of like not been covered in your quantum leap book or in your journey of being you (laughs) that you want to share with the audience? Sure. Yeah. So I have something. I also have another book coming on manifesting. So it's called the manifest method. Um, early next year, it'll be out. Uh, so that is a more, even more in-depth process. It's eight steps that in my opinion are literally like if you just have these eight steps, you can manifest anything. doesn't matter what it is, anything. Um, so stay tuned for that. But the thing I would say, and the thing that's kind of been really resonating for me lately, and this wasn't in any of these books, but it's just sort of been something that's kind of been coming. Well, maybe I did talk about it. I don't know. But the point is, it's something that I've been experiencing a lot lately. So I just want to share it, which is that when you are quantum leaping, when you are attempting to do something different with your life or to make a change in your life, there are two aspects of it that we have to think about. The first is obviously the thing that you want and then matching the feelings, the vibrations, the actions, et cetera, for that thing. But the other part of it 
is dealing with what is right now, right? Because sometimes there are things in our physical realities right now that do have to be tended to in the meantime, right? So like, for example, I couldn't just not pay my taxes because I was waiting on the outcome of me manifesting my, my ex being separated from my tax debt, right? I couldn't just decide, well, I'm just not going to deal with that at all because if I don't, you know, then, then I'm being more aligned with this thing. Well, yeah, but in the meantime, I'm going to get in trouble. So it's like dealing with the things you have going on now while also affirming and disclaiming and, and stepping into the next things. Another example would be like with fitness. So like I have, I have certain body goals that I'm working on. And so for a long time, I was putting off buying a pair of jeans that fit me because I want to fit into the jeans I already have. But right now they're a little bit tight. And so it was like, well, I know I'm going to get back there because I'm working on it. And eventually I'll get to that place again because, you know, I'm working on it. So I know this and I'm quantum leaping the body into that place. But in the meantime, does that mean I should suffer and just wear sweatpants all the time because I don't have jeans that fit me? Like, no. So I'm dealing with, I'm stepping into being the version of me who has the body that I want and who fits into the jeans by doing boxing, by working out, by changing the way I eat and affirming the body choices and all the things. But then also I bought myself a pair of jeans so that in the meantime, I can wear jeans and feel comfortable. So it's like dealing with what is now while also stepping into that next level version of yourself, which I think is super important, right? Because if you start ignoring the reality, which I think a lot of law of attraction stuff will tell you to do, just ignore, ignore the reality. Don't focus on the things you don't want, which is true. But at the same time, you're dealing with this every day, right? So you still have to like, I'm manifesting a divorce. Like when I was, I didn't, that didn't mean that I just completely ignored my relationship, right? Like I had to still deal with the fact that I was married and I had this person in my life. So like, I couldn't just not have, oh, I'm just not going to deal with this anymore. Pretend he doesn't even exist. Like, no. So it's, it's learning to do both of those things, right? Stepping into being who you want to be and becoming that more and more every day while also dealing with whatever you have to deal with in your current physical reality at the time that you need to deal with it, you know? I love it. That's so, so true. It's yeah. so true. And I think the audience really needs to hear that because we don't want to have the audience thinking that it's like a simple concept where you are feeling and desiring and taking the aligned action, but forgetting about what's in the reality of right. that, right? Right. Because you Power created it and now, it's there, right? So <laughs> deal with it, accept it. And yeah, you're moving away from it and you're changing it. But in the meantime, you know, don't, don't torture yourself by making it harder to not, by not dealing with the things that you have going on currently. Right. Right. Have you read the book, the power of now you must have? Yeah. 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 Of course you have like, please, (laughs) (laughs) if you're not in your now, you don't have the clarity of what you want. Right. Yeah, I mean, cause now is all we have. Right. And when you get to where you want to go, it's just going to feel like now. So <laughs> <laughs> you and I are like in, in sync. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so, so much for coming on the rise of the Absolutely. goddess podcast. And I am just so honored that you came on and I'm so excited and I can't wait to get this recording all, yeah. you know, published and Let's just talk about how people can get a hold of you because we're going to put it in the show notes. But it's always good to share the best place to get a hold of you. Should we tell them jenniferblanchard.net? Is that where they can find all the things? Yeah. So that's my, my website. It has my blog. It's got links to all my books and all that. Or if you just want to check out the books, you could go to dreamliferbus.com, which takes you directly to Amazon where all the books are. So that's another option as well. Mm-hmm. 
I think that's a place that I went. (laughs) (laughs) It was the place and I started getting lost. (laughs) I know. I have a lot of books out there. I know. Um, (laughs) They're all good. They're all juicy. They're all necessary. I feel like they're necessarily vibrations that we all need to have around us to stay in the mindset of being and becoming what you desire. And thank you. Thank you again so much. And I look forward to continuing our conversation, maybe um, on the other side. All right. Have a great day. And remember your activation is our activation. Bye for now. you for being here inside the goddess collective i wanted to let you know that when you come to the collective you are receiving free resources that help you with your self-awareness i created free trainings for you it's the julian method goddess activation group it's free and it's a face group collective to help you get started with a new way of living follow along and witness the power of intentionally living with me and step in to the new realm of self-care for the activated goddess their bare bones basic 101 goddess tips and tools you'll get a three-day consecutive boot camp it's a taster of the julian method i help you get started on your goddess practice you'll find it at the juliangoddesscoaching.com And also, a real special treat, you can receive the Being and Becoming Goddess Oracle Deck. Yes, I birthed this during the pandemic. Super juicy. You'll receive a published deck with a digital deck and also your own Goddess activated meditation audio juicy juicy goddess things are in store for you i am so excited for you and this journey have a glorious day and remember your activation is my activation have a great day